welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we have uh, our first episode of this week with Matt Meek. Matt's a, a coach uh, up in the Iowa City area, and he's scouting players and, and, and doing things, and he's going to help us with some of the Iowa City area scores. Welcome back to the program, Matt. Thank you. It's a wonderful morning. College football initially kicks off uh, kicks off this morning, so back in black and a little interesting of me to start the morning off. Gets me right. <coughs> well, uh, what games were you at last night? I think you went to a couple, I think. Yep, so last night I did a, I did, I did a double dip. Um, we started in Cedar Rapids, went and watched uh, Iowa City, um, Cedar Rapids, Jefferson game. Um, final score of that one ended up being uh, 77-0. Uh, Neat little, neat little start to the game, I guess, for City High is the Keeter and Keeter connection. The two brothers, uh, Sam with the 28-yard interception return for a touchdown and Ben with a 80-yard TD reception um, two series later, I believe it was. And um, one of our guys, Ronnie Major, with the three-touchdown performance, two running or two passing uh, catches and one running. Um, they ended up beating Jefferson 77-0, got to play a lot of kids bounced back last night so that was a good game for us um we got to about the first half of that one and then i made a, a trip to van horn iowa to watch benton community um and a couple of their kids that i coached play they end, uh they were playing center point urbana final score there was 35 to 7 you got in on some uh, some high scoring games there yep yep you know uh that first week is over typically that first week is uh a little bit more penalty laden. Offenses aren't as uh, greased up and ready to roll as they are the rest of the season. So, um, saw a lot of uh, a lot of offense last night, and some of that defense. Uh, City ended up having, I believe, three touchdowns that were defensive scores. So, um, you know, after the first week of uh, of the loss to Liberty, they 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 open back up and and are going to start building towards that playoff run that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what are what what are some of the other area scores? Um, so, uh, as we speak about last week's clash at Kinnick, uh, Liberty High played Linmar, another ranked top ten team in five A. Um, Liberty last night went up twenty five to zero in the first half and cruised um, to a twenty five fourteen win. Um, it sounded like after talking to a couple of their guys that they. Uh, they kind of took off the gas pedal in the second half. Um, Coach Harris not too happy about that. Uh, our guy, Graham Beckham, uh, another stellar performance. The kid uh, doesn't wow me anymore because I've seen him and knew it, but 329 yards passing, two touchdown passes, one rushing. Um, Liberty is off to a 2-0 and start. And uh, look out, that's two, that's two 5A ranked opponents they beat in their first two weeks. Um, next week, uh, for the game of the week for us, we will be at, um, up at Epworth to watch Western Dubuque and Liberty play. Um, we have six kids total on the three, the two teams, so we will be up there to watch that. Um, I also heard from West Branch, the West Branch, uh, West Branch Bears. They ended up beating uh, Waterloo Columbus last night, thirty-four to thirteen. Um, two running touchdowns by their their stellar running back. Andy Henson and another two by their their quarterback Ty Hughes, um, so they're off to a two and zero start, looking towards building more towards the playoffs. Yeah, that Waterloo Columbus team is a pretty quality team. We saw them play a a, a, a heck of a game with Stigger Nikiti in the playoffs last year. Uh, yep. So yep, that's always that's always a good program up there. They they're they're a known commodity and a known winner. 
Um, West Branch just kind of has things going. Um, you know, Coach Peterson has been there forever, and uh, they, they play a different gram, uh, group of ball. We're going to go watch them play against Regina later this year. Um, my first time catching a game at the Little Rose Bowl in West Branch. Yeah, this uh, well, uh, that that Graham uh, Dickman man, he is. Uh, I, I've never seen a quarterback so advanced in my life ever at high school level. Uh, he was uh, he was a treat to watch last week at the um, at Kinnick, and uh, uh, he said he had another just real fantastic game, huh? Yeah, yeah, three hundred twenty nine yards. Um, the kids. As as people say today, kid had the kid has ice in his veins. Uh, getting to know the kid, he's always been so humble, so quiet, just goes about his business, does the right thing. When Coach Harris and I talked about him as a seven on seven quarterback for me before um, the season started, he praised him and praised him. And, and that kid that is there now, same kid, but quarterback wise, his uh, his recruiting is going to take off. Him and I talked a little bit this week about. Um, the schools that, as the open recruiting period started on September 1st, um, who to get videos out to and who to contact. Um, I told him this morning, he's getting ready to head to Iowa for his visit this morning. I told him to keep riding the tidal wave, you know, just keep doing what you do. You've been successful. Don't change anything. Um, stay humble. Go out there and win games. And, and they're just, they're rolling right now. They are, um, I'm happy for Coach Harris. Him and I talked a lot. Oddly enough, we run into each other at the grocery store a lot. And uh, I told him this time was going to come. The kids were going to believe, and, and and they do. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see what happens with them this season. Well, are they rated now, or do you think they'll be rated after these two big wins? I, 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 I think so. I mean, it's time. You know, um, those first two games of the season are, are always against uh, non-conference opponents. And uh, – so, you know, going 2-0 is really good, but now it's now it's conference play, right? It's, di- or excuse me, district play. Uh, it determines where the playoff, where you go in the playoffs and stuff. So it, it's now it's, you know, the non-conference, I guess you could say, is over, and it's now it's the schools that you constantly play every year that know all your ins and outs and, you know, have scouted you for years if it's the same coaching staff. So it'll be interesting to see um, if they can keep the momentum up. Honestly, I think with uh, – what that school has got going right now, I think it's going to – losing a teammate last year was big to a lot of those kids, and I, I think that uh, they're going to honor that kid this season as a football player and, and just keep doing what they've been doing. Um, I'm excited to see how that goes. Well, last week up in the Iowa City area, a lot of people were shocked to see uh, uh, Regina uh, take it on the shoe, uh, take it on the chin, but uh, they seem to, to bounce back. But this week it was Solon. Uh the the big trees are falling. Yeah, you know, <laughs> football is a football is a game of uh, of momentum and belief, and uh, you know, it, it's what I love about this game. You can be an underdog and you can win games. And you can play a perfect game and do all the right things, and and you know, all it takes is a couple bad bounces. The game's a game of turnovers. And uh, you can't come out and have a bad night, whether it's high school football, college football. It doesn't matter. You got to be ready to go um, and on on cue at all points. Well, it's uh, nobody safe uh, this year. Uh, Winfield Mount Union lost uh, a real high scoring game with Iowa Valley. I mean, there's a it, it's uh, 
it's going to get you sooner or later with the schedules that everybody plays in that eight man football. So high score. It, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a game. You can score 56 points and still lose. But. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, it reminds me of arena football. I, I went to my first eight man football game last year. Um, I watched Iowa Valley play against uh, Montezuma who, who had Eddie all world Burgess. Yeah. Um, one of the best, one of the, not only one of the best eight-man football players in the state of Iowa, just one of the best football players in the state of Iowa. I, I got a chance to talk to Eddie uh, this week. Eddie is the second-string tight end, tight end for Upper Iowa University. Super cool to have a kid who's a, a first-year freshman who never played quarter or never played tight end in high school at all as a uh, second-string tight end at Upper Iowa Division II school here in the state. Um, so that eight-man football is a whole different level if you – I would encourage any of our listeners, if you've never seen an eight-man game, go find an eight-man game on a Friday night and uh, see the difference. It's, it's, it's a yeah. different game. It's it's high-scoring. Uh, defense is kind of – I don't know if there's a defensive playbook or what, what, what there is for that, but it's a lot of offense. Well, yeah, it's really exciting, and you can get addicted to it really fast because it'll, it'll, it'll suck you in. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's it's tough to stop another team's super player with just eight guys. That is right. I mean, uh, but uh, well, are there any other scores in the area that we didn't get to talk about? Or um, two two big performances last night. Um, you know, in a losing effort, Muscatine played Iowa City West last night. Iowa City West is a very talented um, offensive team um, with Christian Janis, their wide receiver, and their quarterback Jack Wallace. Um, they beat Muscatine 42-21. to Muscatine has a running back, uh, a kid by the name of Ty Kozad that's a junior. Ty ran for over 200 yards and, and three touchdowns last night in a, in a losing performance. And then um, with me being from Central Iowa, I kind of keep track on some of the schools back there. And uh, I've got a buddy um, that coaches at Bonnerant Farrar. Um, used to coach at a ton with Zach Fonts. They played Dallas Center Grimes last night. The score was 21-14 to with Bonnerant coming out. The main reason I want to talk about that game is their running back Titus Cram ran for had 44 carries for 313 yards and three touchdowns. Titus is a, a, a national recruit. He's up at Wisconsin today and will be at Iowa um, two out of the next, I think, three weekends. But uh, those are some of the scores that I caught. Um, I'm learning as I, I do this with you guys that scores come in late. You don't always see them. You can stay up till 1 o'clock in the morning looking for scores and results. Sometimes you don't get those till the next morning, so sometimes it's better to, to cut that candle, that tea, that light in your bedroom off, go to sleep, and worry about the scores the next morning yeah, than we, to stay up all night waiting for them. Andy uh, Kretzik and I, you know, we went to we, – we, we cut off about, I don't know, 1045, you know, so we can get to bed and get up and get some more scores because they don't all come in. Uh, do you know anything about this East Buchanan team? They, they were ranked, I think, first in the state, yet they lost. Um, East Buchanan has a offensive lineman, Cody Fox, I believe his name. Cody's a Iowa recruit. He's a 2024 kid. Um, he will be there um, in a couple of years. He's a big offensive lineman. East Buchanan is where the gallery boys grew up and played, so you're hearing a lot of uh, comparisons right now um, to Robert Gallery. Um, kids, you know, uh, big big kid for that, that class. Um, I know one of Iowa's writers, Sean Bach, um, was up there last night watching and taking in that game. I believe they were in Coggin last night. Um, so I'm trying to think what school Coggin, Coggin is. But they were up there last night watching that game. Um, be interesting to see how they do the rest of the season. Yeah, well, uh, 
you just give us some great coverage. Your your highlighting players, uh, you know that you mentioned Eddie Burgess. Boy, Scotty Melvin just used to just drill when he talked about him. He he would read us. He was kind of a big big uh, star last year on our podcast. He was one of the players that people really like to follow, and I'm glad to see that he's uh, moved on to college ball and get a chance to play a little bit. So, he is such a he's such a good young man too. Got to meet his family, his parents. Um, I actually probably saw more of his basketball games um, over the last two years. They're run the state, um, the state title two years ago. We were at every game of, of the state title teams um, games. Eddie is a great kid. Honestly, not surprised that he is doing so well at Upper Iowa. One of the most talented football players I think this state has ever seen or or had that not many people knew of. I mean, the kid drew for darn near 800 yards in the state championship game um, in, in eight man two years ago. <laughs> we're, we're talking to Matt Meeks, who's a, the coach of the Iowa Gators, which is a seven man football. And he works with kind of elite players uh, throughout the state. Uh, t- tell, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Florida Gators and, uh, and how you guys are making this impact on all these teams all around. Um, you know, as football grows to a year-round thing in the state of Iowa, our team provides an opportunity for the kids after their basketball season, um, a little bit during their track season, to come out, throw the football around, play with receivers from all over the eastern part of the state of Iowa. Um, it gives the quarterbacks the chance to play with some different receivers than their high school receivers. Also gives them chances to see coverages and, and just just throw the ball around and get better at their game. Um, our season typically is from, you know, February till, till, uh, June 1st, June 1st is when the high school coaches can start working with their kids again. So if you will, I, am kind of a bandaid with these kids. I get to spend a little bit of time with them and build relationships with them. And, and it's so neat for me as a coach to on Friday nights, have a schedule to go watch all my kids play, um, talk to them, see them score touchdowns. You know, um, we rolled a bit community last night. Miss the whole first half, but man, when I get to see those kids after the game, they're excited to see me and my family, and uh, it just tells me what I'm doing is right. You know, it's it's awesome being a coach. It's awesome having good kids. It's awesome watching them score touchdowns on Friday nights, knowing that the work that they put in with me has helped them. Well, in baseball, they have these guys that call them roving instructors. You know, when they just kind of work through the minor leagues and different teams and and help people. And I think you're kind of filling that role, and uh, you're you're doing uh and then you're breaking your back going around covering all these games and everything so i'm glad you do it because uh, our listeners sure appreciate it uh, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about i got nothing else i'm excited it, it's college football day 11 o'clock hawkeyes start and there's some there's some good games on today so i'm just excited to honestly sit down and watch tv and watch football all day long well before i let you go give us a preview of the games that you're going to be highlighting next week and maybe some uh Matchups these Iowa City teams or Cedar Rapids teams uh, that uh, might be big games for. Them. Uh, so next week, um, the, one of the one of the interesting games every year is the City High Ames game, uh, the Little Cyclones versus the Little Hawks. Um, annually, that game is always played in the town that hosts the the college game. So Iowa State and Iowa play here next weekend, and uh, City High will host Ames next week. Oh, that's Ames has a pretty decent quarterback and a, and a good program. I believe they're 2-0, so it'll be interesting to watch 
Both of those schools battle down at Bates. We will be on the road at Epworth to watch Western Dubuque. Um, Western Dubuque is led by uh, Caleb Klein, who had a 90-yard touchdown kickoff return last night. Brock Carpenter and Grant Glauser. And they will play Liberty um, as we watch Liberty kind of continue down that path of, of building more and more momentum towards the playoffs. So next week we'll be in Epworth uh, to watch Western Dubuque and uh, Liberty play. Well, that, that, that doesn't sound like a bad game. I'm kind of excited about this uh, uh matchup on the, the, the little scale. Hopefully you can give us a good report of that because that kind of uh, picks my spirits up a little bit. Uh, it was a great, uh, great night of uh, football, Friday football. We give you uh, as much uh, scores and information as we had. I thought we did a, a fairly good job. We may not get everybody and, uh, uh, we'll 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 get the the scores out to you, Matt. Thank you for being with us again. Not a problem. Look forward to talking to you guys next Saturday. All right, we're out. Uh, this this is the first episode of this week with Matt Meeks with Matt Meek, and if it keeps going like this, there's going to be uh, lots of these. Uh, we'll see you next week, Matt. All right, thanks.